and welcome to season three pilot of the Blue South. At last, the election is over with Joe Biden emerging victorious. And while we can all breathe a sigh of relief, this is only the beginning. We have a lot of work left to do. It's crazy how much work we still have to do. But Biden won with 290 electoral votes to Trump's 214. President-elect Biden is set to be inaugurated as president this coming January. And in other news, Republicans remain the majority in the Senate by a slim margin. But this may change as two Senate runoffs in Georgia will determine which party maintains control and, to an extent, how much work Biden actually can get done in office. It's crazy how it's all just dependent on, like, Georgia and I think Alaska is also having runoffs or they just haven't finished counting their ballots. But for those who want to get involved for getting Georgia Blue, there are many volunteer options you can participate in, such as phone banking. That's what I'm going to do. Right. And uh, back to Biden now. And um, like I said before, he it's a crisis averted. Um, a Biden presidency, in my opinion, would be uh, a lot less catastrophic than four more years of Trump. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't hold them accountable for their past actions, keeping them in mind. Uh, we need to remember Biden's 94 crime bill. He did end up disagreeing with it to an extent, but that doesn't lessen any of the effects it had. Uh, his deportation of uh, millions of people, drone strikes on hospitals and schools, uh, selling of arms to Saudi Arabia, or some rape and assault allegations, uh, the credibility of which I'm not one to judge. And uh, some may dislike his support for increased police funding. And some of what we're seeing here, not the, ex not the majority, but some of what we're seeing here is modern standards for a politician being applied to someone who implemented policies that were considered, you know, more widely accept acceptable 30, 20, even 10 years ago under the Obama administration. Yeah. Regardless of this, you know, we still need to keep a close eye on the sort of policies that are being implemented. And remember that he's far from a paragon. 100%. Like, it's hard to critique your own party and people, like, when you're happy that, you know, Trump's out of office, you kind of just want to jump onto Biden and be like, oh, yeah, you're so much better than Trump because we saw someone so ca catastrophically bad or against our own beliefs. We, we can't just forget that he is also still just a politician and someone that represents the people, just like Kamala. I mean, she sent trans women to male prisons. She convicted about 2,000 people for minor cannabis possessions, which ended up hurting a lot of families in the California area. But other than that, like, Paul, what do you want to see from the future administration? I mean, in terms of 2020 administration uh, the, under Biden, you know, a lot of reversal of just some of the absolutely moronic policies enacted under the Trump administration, you know, uh, effectively going to sort of use Trump's own words against him, effectively draining the swamp of all sorts of uh, corruption and, um, you know, tax cuts and that sort of thing that Trump implemented. Uh, rather irresponsibly, which ended up, as we can see now, hurting the economy in the long run, not to mention, uh, pardon the libertarians who might be listening, a federal mask mandate. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I even mean, talked to some libertarians, and at this point, they agree that a mask mandate, although it would kind of, I guess, if you look at it from one perspective, it might infringe on some own personal rights, but at this point, people are dying. 
and it's going to hurt like families, but also the economy, which I think a lot of people are worried about. I mean, if we continue losing people, there's going to be less people to fill those jobs and people will have a harder time getting back, especially small businesses that can't switch fully to uh, remote work. Exactly. And a lot of what we're seeing Republicans who, you know, claim to be so concerned about the economy, they're the same people opposing these supposedly extreme measures taken to combat Mm COVID-19. But I mean, the facts are all there in front of us. Take a look at any other civilized country that could be considered a a democracy or at least uh, without an oppressive government. They enacted policies a lot more extreme even than what I'm proposing here, you know. And while we are still seeing some resurgencies, the effects of COVID on those countries were, uh, you know, far less immense than they were in the United States, even with a lot of these countries having higher population densities. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's just protecting people and making sure that we can we we do damage control in that aspect. And I also hope we can do more damage control in the climate because Trump pulled us out of the Paris Climate Agreement. And I, I've heard that Biden is planning on doing an executive order to get us back in there as soon as possible, but also reinstating at, like some of the acts that Obama did, like the Clean Air, Clean Water Acts, which prevent or, you know, prevented further climate damage right exactly and um so prospects for the future uh 2024 melina what are you thinking about here to be honest i really haven't thought very far into it i mean i've heard a lot of people saying that they want aoc 2024 which i think is just not gonna happen at all she's too young she hasn't even done like a very prominent role in the white house which they tend to try to get someone into some form of like role in the white house such as like vice president because it makes you more likely to win the primaries and i just don't see her being able to do that nor get the votes from older voters right and we need to keep in mind here that in terms of appealing to younger voters she's got it down but uh for 2024, still coming off of a fairly conservative American political base, she might be a bit too radical yeah. for the here and now, I Even guess. for a lot of Democrats, I mean, oh, I sure. think they're impressed by her, but they're also... Wary. Yeah, because she just, she hasn't been a prominent person for so long. I feel like she's just now becoming larger with, like, more of a base. Right, exactly. And, um... I would also like to point out how Biden being elected doesn't resolve all of America's issues. Mm -hmm. It only makes it a little easier to do so. And I'm not saying I'm not telling you to lower your standards for what you want to see in a country. But we need to be patient in terms of progress made by this administration. You know, I mean, this this message isn't necessarily just directed towards American progressives who wanted someone a little further left like Bernie in office. We need to keep in mind that just because we have a democrat in office as president and vice president we're still going to have to work with conservatives on a lot of these issues because they still have a prominent presence in the senate regardless of who wins the georgia runoffs i mean we already know how alaska is going to go but yeah you know it's just it's it's a very long and i hate to say it also a very 
agonizing process we're going to see here. Um, I think it's just a lot of healing that needs to be happening exactly. between parties because we were so polarized during the Trump administration. So trying to bring it back and set some core beliefs again in morals in in the Senate and House of Representatives, like just trying to bring it back to remembering what America really is and what we're trying to stand for. Exactly. And what I have been thinking about a lot recently is people is, you know, there's a divide here. There needs to be a gray area. Regardless Mm -hmm. of your political views, Biden is the president of the United States. And to an extent, we need to agree to cooperate with him and see his side of things in terms of issues and policies we want to pass that may not be achieved to the extent that we would like them. But also keep in mind that we don't need to be complicit and we don't need to not every single one of his actions needs to be in direct agreement with us. It's okay to criticize to an extent. But what I'm seeing from a lot of people, and I know this isn't a safe measure to go by for the rest of America, but in terms of, you know, online, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, people going one way or the other when there needs to be sort of a middle ground here, right? Yeah, I think just open-mindedness is what we need right now because we haven't had Biden as president yet. And yes, we know some of his beliefs, but he could shift either way in a lot of things to try to just bring people back together and make everyone happy. Right, exactly. And one more thing I want to say before we close up tonight. Um, A lot of the claims we're seeing here in terms of voter fraud, completely and totally illegitimate. I do not doubt that some more minute instances of voter fraud make me a difference of a couple hundred or even you know, a thousand votes or so occurred because that happens in every election. Mm-hmm. But the massive uh, deep state conspiracy theories we're seeing being spun online here are just completely and totally baseless and only do more to hurt the country as a whole. Yeah, like I've been doing so much research into each instance that I'm seeing that like is, keeps getting thrown around, like Pennsylvania the one where the poll watcher was denied, but he ended up being allowed back in. The dead voters in, I think, PA in Michigan ended up, a lot of them just were, it was created by some QAnon person, and they ended up having to take it down because it was so falsified because people on the list, some of the people on the list were still alive. They were just old people. So seeing all these different claims being thrown around, I think if they're true, it'll truly be taken to court and addressed in a way that's proper. But until then, we can't keep throwing around these instances of voter fraud that are just trying to ease our own biases. Exactly. And what we've seen so far, nothing is going, there's not enough evidence to win any sort of legitimate court case. And most of them have just been thrown out or completely wrong yeah just wrong by people who don't understand how poll counting and all that stuff actually works exactly and just seeing something that they don't understand and thinking this must be wrong because they're coming from their own bias and looking for things that could be wrong when in fact these are just the practices that have been going throughout our country for years exactly And uh, that seems to be all we've got time for today. But thank you so much for joining us.
Yeah, make sure to stay tuned for more episodes coming soon. And remember to follow us on Instagram. I'm Melina. And I'm Paul. And this has been The Blue South. The Blue South is made possible by David Vandelay, who created our theme. And also by the graphic designer who rebranded our logo. You can find him on Instagram at Gustavinsky8. And of course, special thanks to all of our listeners and Instagram followers. You are what keeps the Blue South going.